Sports, sports, sports. The not safe for work, work call of sports, apparently. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations. With me tonight are my co-hosts, the exclamation point. The passionate one, Reed. I'll just, I'll, I will talk over that. I will not let that play. And the question mark. Good evening. <laughs> man who cares nothing about sports. <laughs> Rowdy. Yes. <laughs> you know that Good song, song too. Huh? It's a it's a hot track. Yes. <laughs> and in the middle, the period. My if name you is. Remember, by the way, yes. Let me stop your introduction. We did an episode about college football fight songs. It's true. Bama football is right up there. All right, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Snoop, gentlemen. Episode one six two one hundred sixty two. How are we? Man, well, riding high on that crimson tide. <laughs> if our failed count in to this episode uh, <laughs> yeah. is any indication, this is just this is going to be uh, one for uh, one for the ages. Yeah, <laughs> once again for our regular listeners, we are trying a new sound attempt again <laughs> this evening. So we'll see uh, we'll see how this. So goes. here's what we learned from last week. For those of you that were able to sit through that. <laughs> there was some kind of delay between specifically me and Reed, where I would yeah. talk and he couldn't hear me until what ten seconds after I talked. I mean, it was three or four seconds at least consistently. Was this yes. happening to you guys the entire time? Yes, yes. quite a bit. See, I, I, I didn't notice any of that. You guys sounded well. Great the weird to me. thing was is that Snoop, the Snoop sound would start before his mouth would start moving by like two or three seconds. Oh, so I just like hear him talking and then see him moving, and then he would keep moving after. It was weird. <laughs> I was but done. So, I think we got it about this that, time, folks. Though. Needless to say, regardless of the sound, my jokes would not have landed any better. <laughs> had we all been <laughs> the delay up. was like rowdy on the countdown. Five, four, three. <laughs> Two one. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's why when yes. I was auditioning for band in mm -hmm. sixth grade, uh, I was auditioning for middle school band, and I wanted to be a drummer. <laughs> and they gave yeah. us the rhythm test, and they're just like, um, "Have you thought about trumpet?" Or we <laughs> yeah. just blow notes. So it doesn't about something, matter. Something quieter. <laughs> something where you can just like finger it, maybe not make noise. <laughs> Right. Just some, act like you're playing. Fake. But we did figure it out, kind of. I mean, I think we figured it out. I hope so. I think what we actually did was just change the um, the reasoning for all of the clapping that we were trying to do to sync our, our, our sound. I don't think this is going to work. I'm going to be real honest. This isn't going to work. 50-50. Yes, it is 50-50. It either will or won't work. There's no doubt about that. That's right. That. There is no kind of working. And I said it off air, too, but can you imagine if the Minister of Sound, Mike, you were trying to do this with us? He'd already flipped the table. Yeah, he'd, he'd have been like, you guys don't deserve these microphones. I'm out of here. All right, guys. I'm unplugging this. We're calling it a <laughs> yes. night. What'd you get to? 161? Okay, that's where you're going to end, because we're never doing <laughs> yeah. this again. Well, thanks for joining oh, us and man. sitting through all of this uh, rehashing, reminiscing of what happened six minutes ago. We really liked it. Uh, if you're here for the first time, this is a sports podcast. Sure. Uh, we talk about everything in and around sports. 
We're glad you're here. Sit tight. We'll get started. Just a second. Hey, Rowdy. Rowdy. Let's see, we're already off. We're already off. How about some <laughs> sports? How about it? Hey. Uh, right. Well, Reed set us up pretty nicely because uh, I guess we're going to talk about the tide rolling. Uh, that we are, sir. Uh, tide host the number three ranked University of Georgia Bulldogs Saturday night, 8 p.m. at Bryant-Denny Stadium. It was a uh, pretty good game in that first half, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, interceptions traded by each team on the first pose- each team's first possession of the game. Uh, Georgia got out to a lead at half. Uh, unbelievably, if anyone watched the game, write it down. Never forget where you were the night an Alabama kicker hit a 52-yard field goal to end the first half. It was incredible. Uh, you'll never see that again. And then the second half was a different story. Alabama's offense took over. They got two interceptions off of Georgia and shut the uh, Bulldogs out in the second half. Uh, final score of 41-24 for the number one offense versus the number one defense in college football. Which dropped the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, did you watch the game? I did watch the game up until... Man, fatherhood. Fatherhood got me on this one. I think I was in the third in the third <coughs> when I finally lost it and uh, woke up after the game um, to a, that final score, and I was like, what the hell happened? This was, yeah. I mean, could you make a case because of the way that game went that Alabama has not only the, the best defense but also the best offense? Are they have the best I second don't know half or vice versa, whichever one they were already best at? They were already the number one offense in the country, and they will remain the number one offense. Defense, that's a different story. They are definitely not a top defense at this point in college football. They're not terrible, but they are not the traditional Alabama of old in terms of their lockdown, mm-hmm. shutdown defense. Although, and Snoop, I think you'll agree with this, the SEC is a different league the last year or two, especially this year. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. all about points this year. Oh, yeah. The SEC's definitely changed. They're they're not doing the the they they caught up with the rest of the country. And I think a couple times Saban goes to to the playoffs and somebody hangs fifty on them. Yeah, that'll that'll change you when you when you have to figure out yeah. how you are gonna keep up in these boat races. That'll change you. Right. So yeah, they right. definitely it looks different. I mean, they have new coaches. Obviously, we talked yeah. about Mike Leach enough, but. Just different coaches, different coaching philosophies. Guys wanting to hang 50 and just out. Different play. recruiting styles. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. You, you, and, you know, that's a good point. I don't know anything about this. This is speculation. But I'm hearing people are telling me they're saying uh, they're in a fertile recruiting ground between Florida, Georgia, the Atlanta area specifically, around Nashville, and then Alabama and uh, Louisiana, that I wonder if some of the play of the SEC is really predicated on what type of recruits are coming out and what side of the ball the recruits are playing on. Because mm, like, yeah. if you remember even like those Georgia Tech years uh, when they had like Megatron and things, you were just getting a ton of wide receivers. And then it mm-hmm. was, not, you know, the past 
what, 10 years, it's been all linebackers, nose tackles, and, and the like. I just wonder if, uh, you've got me thinking now, I wonder if it's, uh, that's what, what side of the ball the recruits are on. They're just on the offensive side of the ball, so you've got a lot of smart coaches back there going, let's play to our strengths. Let's play to the recruits we're getting, which are on the offensive side. So it's just a different style of ball than we've gotten used to. There's no more of those nine six, uh, right? Slugfest, you know. Right, and it's it's uh, conference wide. I mean, all of these games have been uh, high scoring. In fact, Notre Dame put up an SEC score this week. What was it? Uh, twelve to twelve to twelve. To, 12 to 9 or something that was a that was the sec game of the week (laughs) oh man that was a dumb game too but i think you're right i think that it's the high-powered offenses with the mike leeches and the lane kiffins coming in um and uh yeah because every other conference scores has always scored more points than the sec so i think you may be right it's tipping towards the offensive end of the ball ball offensive lines running backs receivers tight ends and then, you know, you're getting, you're still getting the some of the best recruits on defense probably in the Southeastern Conference. But when you're throwing the ball that much, it's going to take two or three years to get around to. You can't have the fat run-stopping linebackers anymore. You got to have linebackers that can run. You don't need 210-pound safeties anymore. You need 180-pound safety that can run. You know, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So I, I, it, it is. And it's happened really quickly, I feel like, really a year and a half. And it's compl- the whole complexion of the how they play has changed. So what do you think of Alabama this year after seeing what also what Clemson did in their game? <laughs> Would they end up with 72 to 7? 71 to 7, I think. Now, they were playing uh, Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. The Ramblin' um, Wreck. Uh, I mean, I, I will say that the SC, or the ACC has increased in their competition solely because they added Notre Dame this year. I think that takes them up a notch in terms of conference play and divisional plays, the biscuits versus the noodles. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I, I'm still – I mean, Clemson is good, no doubt about it. But you got to look at, at the talent of who you're playing and – I, I still don't think anybody in the SEC is going to hang 71 on somebody. Maybe Alabama will when they get to the – I think they play Vandy this year. Their tune-up or, game. Or somebody like that. But, I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't know. 71, man, that's, that's a lot. 52 in the first half. I mean, that's a lot of points. I think Alabama averages 52 points a game. So, mm. yeah, Slacking. we'll see. Slacking. But Clem, I mean, Clemson looks like the lock. Unless I, w- I will be a Fighting Irish fan when that game comes, no doubt about it. And this weekend, Rowdy, you'll be happy to hear. This weekend, your Buckeyes are finally coming. The your Poison Nuts are coming Ooh. back to the gridiron. They're, okay. They're going to be playing this weekend. So you know the the whole the whole season could could tilt in the direction of the B1G come the twenty fourth. How are they looking this year? Robbie, what do you think of your poison nuts? Couldn't say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just like to leave myself in suspense until I can see him out on the field, you know. It's like not watching any movie trailers or, you know, reading any anything until, you know, until the movie comes out. I just like to be surprised. Yeah, yeah, no spoilers, right? 
Right. Yeah, you're not do, you're not doing any oppo research on the corn huskers mm-hmm. this week, huh? Who? Yeah. Uh, Nebraska. <laughs> exactly. Did you exactly. see? Yeah. Speaking of the Big Ten, did you see Michigan has a stay-at-home order, and the University of Michigan has a stay-at-home order? But don't worry, because the football team will still play. Jeez. The student athletes of the football team will still play. Students They're first. heroes. Right. <laughs> they are heroes. First responders. <laughs> first, second, third, <laughs> and fourth forget. down responders. Yes. Yeah. Never forget. Yeah. Here we go. Jeez. I mean, are, right, we still, well, are we still living we, under this delusion that they're, they're students? We're still doing this? Okay. Just checking. <laughs> you guys want to talk to us? Let's talk about Tua Tagovailoa, the uh, former uh, Alabama quarterback, phenom, uh, national champion, uh, hip breaker. Uh, he is coming off a severe Bo Jackson-esque uh, hip injury um, from, I think, about four weeks left in the season last year. I think he missed four games. He had he got in in garbage time for the Miami Dolphins uh this week, I think they were up 28 points, and they pulled uh, Ryan Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick out of there, Harvard alum, uh, mm-hmm. and let Tua play about four or five minutes. And uh, this early this week, they announced that Tua is now the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. It's a mm. crazy, like, the, this is insane. So I think he threw four passes. He had one completion for nine yards. I know he's the future. I'm not saying he's not. He was right. uh, specifically, I think I read he was 350 or 351 days removed from that broken hip when he mm-hmm. made his debut, so not quite a year, which is an amazing recovery. But what's crazy to me is that they pulled Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, I don't. the Dolphins weren't necessarily expected to do a lot this year, but Fitzpatrick was actually playing pretty good. Oh, he's he balling, more, yeah. He, he has... More yards than Kyler Murray, more touchdown, more, I'm sorry, these are quarterback stats, so not necessarily the rushing that Murray had, but more more passing yards, as many touchdowns, one more interception, and a better QBR rating than Kyler Murray. So he was playing really well. He led them to two Mm -hmm. blowout wins. They're three and three. Yeah, they play in the AFC East, but Ryan Fitzpatrick was play him pretty good i don't know he, he, and i, I just mean, google image searched him in that beard is no, it's amazing fierce. looking amazing. Good. yeah and he's been in the league for 15 years now i think uh a round seven pick by the way he's 37 years old uh he's been a journeyman he's played competitively for what buffalo tampa last year miami he's he's been everywhere and i I, I, I kind of feel bad for him. Like, this could be it. I, this could be his last I, game. I agree. I feel wow. bad for him, too. And I don't quite understand it. The guy's winning. They're 3-3. Three and three. That division is pretty much wide open still this early in the season with the Patriots falling off. Uh, Patriots the Jets have lost are absolutely two. atrocious. Yep. Buffalo's and lost Buffalo, the last two. Buffalo's on a losing streak with Trash Allen up there. So I don't really understand it either. I wouldn't have pulled him till you start losing. The only thing is that they're on bye this week, and if they wanted to make the transition, they've got two weeks to get him 
up to snuff, up to speed. So maybe that's yeah. their thinking. But I'm with you, Snoop. I've always loved Fitzmagic, and uh, he seemed blown out. And I think I would. I'm blown out for him. Yeah, he had he had quite the quote, and I won't send this to you, Rowdy, to do you, well, unless you want to do a Fitzmagic. But he said, uh, I've been a starter. I've been benched all kinds of different ways, but this one just really more so than any of them. This organization and what we've been through the last year and a half, this was kind of the first place other than Buffalo where I just felt fully committed and invested and felt like it was my team. To have that, I think that's a lot of the reason why I just – my heart was heavy today. That's the direction, and I've just got to accept it. He just—he said mm. he's just kind of blown out by the whole thing, and he, yeah. he said he just hurts. The be, the, the, my favorite part of his quote, though, I mean, just to kind of put it in perspective, was when he said uh, that he, he said, quote, I basically got fired yesterday. And then my day of work today consisted of me in Zoom meetings, listening to the guy that fired me. And then I was locked in a spaced out room with my replacement for four hours today. Yeah, so that's just brutal. So there meetings aren't a whole lot stuff. of jobs like that. Yeah. No. Like, can you imagine being like, hey, you're fired. Also, show up tomorrow and teach your replacement how to do your job. And it's right. not because you are bad. Right. Yeah. Well, and the, that's most the of thing us when they'll only be like to teach an AI how to do our job. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. That's the for robots. sure coming. Yeah. 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 Well, and the thing that we'll all have to do it, but Skynet but, yeah, will teach itself at some point. That's true. Yeah. It'll. Yeah. Yeah. The thing but that was they, even if they want more the finesse, though. Sorry. Go ahead, the, Rowdy. If they want the finesse, they gotta talk to us, though. The finesse. You know what I mean? <laughs> The AI. I don't. I don't. Not I don't at all. Not, but if you not want specifically the job done with us, with, if you want the job done with finesse, if you want the job done with spirit, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to spend at least four hours locked in a room with me. Only That's until the AI learns how to finesse and have spirit, because that's or coming until Borat, too. Or until Borat charges in. Right, go ahead, Reed. Uh, Well, the last thing on Fitzmagic that I was going to say is he was, like, pumping up the crowd and cheering and all smiles, too, when Tua ran on the field and the crowd went wild. He was, like, waving his hands and clapping and had a big smile. Like, he was excited for Tua. He he got blindsided. He had no idea this was coming. It's brutal. I mean, they were up 28 points, and Tua goes in. It's awesome. It's a good day, you know? Like, yeah. He had three games over 300 yards, 70% completion rating. I mean, he was having like a career year. And yeah, he's 37, but Harvard grad, come on. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's it's a little disappointing to see that. Well, he's, but he's by far been the best journeyman quarterback in the league the last 10 years, no question. Mm, sir, Jim Sorge, hello? Mm, no. Cole, C- Curtis Payne and Giant? No. No? No? Okay. No. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Besides the fact that he just seems like an all right dude. That beard. Rowdy already right. said it. That he seems beard. like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, R.I.P. Oh. Fitz Magic. We'll never forget. Well, he didn't. He didn't die. Are you going? To, His career not died. Him, are you? His career Today. died. Yeah. Well, he and he is in Florida, so we don't know what's going to happen to him. <laughs> man. St. Well, Louis, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Houston. New York Jets, Tampa Bay, and Miami. 
crazy, crazy, crazy. Jeez. Career year. So, bummer. Well, guys, one of our favorite topics, the Washington football team. Mm. They're going to be the Washington football team through 2021? That's right. Is that what I'm uh, understanding from this headline? That's right. Dan Snyder has announced that they will remain the Washington football team through 2021, and he is uh, <laughs> his rationale is that it's gonna it takes a long time to get new uniforms, mascots, logos, merchandising all cleared just through their network and also cleared by the NFL. So he doesn't see this happening. Um, anytime soon which is strange because the talk when we covered it extensively the talk of the new mascot and what it was going to be and everything was all the rage once they announced they were changing it but now i guess they've Mm -hmm. put the clampers on it and they're going to take their time and get it figured out you know it's kind of interesting because he's saying all of this takes time but i if i remember correctly it didn't take them that long to turn into the washington football team sure didn't they got a tight face and everything real quick. They got a tight quick. face. They got new helmets. They had new jerseys. They had new signage on that stadium. All yeah. pretty quick. Pretty it rolled quick. out yeah. really fast. And yeah. so, so I, I don't know. Maybe the unraveling is a little faster than the raveling. But uh, to me, it so. seemed like it was a pretty fast process. I, I think agree. they should just keep the name. Why not? Like it's like. Do you remember um, back in? Uh, I don't know, it was the 80s or the 90s when there were the brands that was just like, it would be like a can of beer and it just said beer. Oh. Things like that. Cheese. Yeah, my dad used to buy that coffee at, at the grocery store. It was a white can in black letters. It just said ground coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That's so they could be, the, they could be the, the football equivalent of that. It's just like, the football team. This is, it, isn't it? It's somewhat European, too. Like, a lot of teams in association football and soccer, they don't have uh, a mascot at all. You're just... That's true. You're just, I don't know, Manchester City, Manchester United. That's enough for them. Yeah, why can't it be enough for us? Why do we have to have so much more? Or they could just get a sponsorship Hmm. and put that all over their jersey soccer style. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like, like just that. Emirates or something across their uh, jerseys. Yeah, they could, they could be the, the Washington, wa- D.C. Emirates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they already play at FedEx awesome. Field. They should, just be, they should just be the packages. The packages. Washington, Washington packages. Mm-hmm. Parcels. The yeah. parcels. How does I this mean, happen? that is a good question, though. Why, why, why do we need the... Why do we need the the mascots in America? Why isn't just the city name enough for us? I mean, one, I guess, is that the team moves. The team could move, so you want to keep the identity from place to place, maybe? Right. And maybe yeah, that doesn't happen as much in Europe. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Is there something about, like, being associated with, like, a spirit animal or... Um, I mean, obviously branding. Yeah, I gotta um, think it's it comes down to like branding, copyright law, and then because the franchises could move, I would think that's probably. But then again, they move and they change names, like Seattle, 
Supersonics are now the Oklahoma Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. But then you have like this, uh, the Salt Lake, Utah Jazz. the Utah Jazz, and the mm-hmm. L.A. Lakers. But that's that's like, never changed. The Utah since... Jazz still makes me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is that is one of the funniest names. I mean, you don't. That think hasn't Utah's changed jazzy? so much in f- in football, though, has it? Other than they've only brought teams back. Well, I guess like the Browns? Ravens. The Ravens was the only name change that I can think in contemporary football that was a new team because that was the, the Oilers to the Ravens. The Houston Oilers went to the Tennessee. Titans. Oh, that's you're right. Yep, the Oilers too. Yep, but they yep. kept all the colors. Yeah, which again, like they were able to do that pretty fast. They were able to change that name. As soon as they moved that team, that name changed. Seems yeah. a little suspect. Maybe he's, so maybe th- Dan Snyder's just waiting for all this uh, woke culture to die down, and he thinks they're going to go back to the Redskins. <laughs> yeah. He's just, just going to roll it back Sit out. it out. Yeah, yeah, just sit it out for a couple of I mean, of years. that could be. Roll do you think he's out. waiting for... Uh, do you Knowing think him, he's probably. waiting to see if... If Trump is going to win a second term, <laughs> um, and if so, he's just like that'll be in Trump's so, inauguration speech. If he can't, he can't do it. If Trump gets a second term, but if Biden's in, he can definitely do it. Unless he thinks that yeah. if Biden wins, everyone's just going to be like, "Well, I guess things are kind of back to normal now, so the pressure's off." Could be, or there'll be the Washington, hey, Jax, or look here, or number one, or period. The Washington Corn Pops. (laughs) Corn Pops, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't, if you don't understand that reference, there's a, there's a fantastic Joe Biden story where he talks about his, Corn Pop. Yeah, his run-ins with local local gangster corn pop. Oh, look, we got down over back corner. in his uh, corn pop lifeguarding down there. days. <laughs> All those kids touching his leg hair. <laughs> yeah, stroking it's a his great leg story. hair, and then you just hear somebody start whistling. They say, "Corn pop coming." <laughs> corn pop coming. <laughs> yeah, that's how they do it in Delaware, in Scranton, PA. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Oh man, Wilmington. It's the hood. It's it's deep. It's deep in there. <laughs> so let's uh what's the conspiracy around why Washington's keeping the name football team? They you think he just can't like or is this is this more uh uh just complete inept uh management from Washington? They can't lock down the name, they can't figure out how to Well, to, they there was be. there was all that internal uh drama that we talked about with uh, their weirdness with the cheerleaders, with yeah, their yeah. their office uh, harassment allegations. So it may just be that they've got so much internal stuff that they're dealing with now that they don't have. Listen to me. I sound like a sports guy. Mm-hmm. You kind of do. I mean, right. I, no. I don't know anything about the teams and plays and Here's scores here's, and that stuff, but <laughs> I think this stuff's interesting. Here's a crazy idea. Come walk with me, friend. Do okay. you remember when we looked at the uh, at the press release that they put out when they first announced that they were going to get rid of the name? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the letterhead on that and where <laughs> it was sent from? <laughs> From no, 
Yeah. Well, the, it was from the team facility, and if you have any idea what the where that is, let me tell you. It's in Ashburn, Virginia. You can find it specifically at 21300 Redskin Park Drive. Okay. So they changed the name and got rid of what some the iconography and all of the associations. But perhaps, perhaps, they sent away their copyright trademark I'm sorry it'd be trademark their trademark paperwork to the the appropriate office on the old letterhead so when they were waiting for that official letter back for their new mascot and the trademark for it they between that time they changed the name because now it's 21300 Coach Gibbs Drive so oh, they sent they've already it, gone through the municipality. I'm wondering, I'm hearing, people are saying, perhaps they sent it away with a return address which no longer exists because they changed the name of the street. Could this be? And the post, the post, the mail carrier is just super confused. Yeah. You're just, just can't, sitting can't, back there in the office in the bin of uh, <laughs> incorrectly addressed letters. Yeah. It's just sitting It's there. like Santa Claus, Washington football team, <laughs> Easter Bunny. <laughs> like, uh, it's, de- it's the dead letter office. The, there's a Washington yeah. football team dead letter office right now. So, and, and I could see this happening to, to Snyder and company. They, they yeah. went through all of the appropriate channels. They sent in the paperwork. They've got the trademark. They've got everything ready to go. They just, they're waiting for that letter. And no one figured out that their self-addressed stamped envelope that they put in there to get that official documentation back <laughs> has the wrong address on it because they and, changed and the, the name of the street. And the postal workers don't realize that in the dead letter office, they have an envelope that's worth over a billion dollars sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Just sitting there. And the new guy's like... I hope it is something as stupid as that. That would be awesome. Yeah. (laughs) It's a thought. It's a a thought Uh, experiment. I like it. I wonder. I like it. Yeah. It's quite possible. Oh, yeah. Speaking of possible... Haters. 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 Oh, taters! That's right. It's time for the surest thing in podcasting. Served up for your consumption. Smothered, covered, chopped, and chewed. Rowdy. Rowdy, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. Yep, you look good. How'd my teams do? How much oh, money don't. did I make this week? <laughs> I want, let's get to it. You are you are in no mood for chit chat tonight, my friend. Not yeah, when you mo- wanna... not when money's on the line. His hypothetical no, money's all... burning a hole in his pocket. <laughs> yes. In my He's hypothetical all business. pocket. <laughs> I don't have pants on. I was wondering how, nice. how that was going to end. Uh, well, okay. Well, if you want to just jump into it, we can do that. You started the week off. 15 and 10, if I remember correctly. My uh, my computer's running a little slow, but you picked five games last week. We'll run through them. First off, your your game on Thursday. It wasn't a Thursday game. Detroit at Jacksonville. There's a three-point okay. spread. You picked Detroit to win. Good news. Detroit wins. That's a win for you. 34-16. Sunday, Cincinnati went to Indianapolis. There was an 
in eight point spread on that one. Indianapolis was favored. You picked Indy. Good news. Indy won. Bad news. Didn't cover. Nope. No. <laughs> Still <laughs> counts. Still counts. Oh, 31 27. That's 31 27. Yep. I'd like to see you try and make that argument when you're at the window trying to yeah. cash your ticket. But look here, lady. No, wait. wait <laughs> but, you but don't if you understand. Picture this. that. I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. have, you seen un- have you seen Uncut Gems? Yes. No. I'm basically that guy at the at the window. I hope it ends better for you. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I fell asleep. Did it, I did it. <laughs> I'll have to watch the end. <laughs> yeah. You should. Uh, Sunday, uh, the Los Angeles Rams went to San Francisco. You picked San Francisco. They were a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home. San Francisco won outright 24-16. So that's going to be a win for you, buddy. Okay. Sunday. Uh, this was actually a Monday afternoon game. Kansas City went to Buffalo. You picked Kansas City uh, as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They covered 26-17. They won. Yes. Finally, Monday in primetime, Arizona went to Dallas. You picked Dallas as the underdog. They, you kept those two points. Arizona won 38-10 on Kyler Murray's 9 of 24 passing and three touchdowns total. 38-10, that's a loss for you. So for the week, 3-2, and two, that line's right up with what you've been doing all season. Yep. Right there at 66%. It's not bad. It's not bad. You you haven't done too bad this year. How do you feel? Your system um, your system's working. Yeah, I mean, what I'd like to do at the end of the season is just tally up what teams did I pick that actually won? Because I think that when we look <laughs> at the record of what really counts, it's going to be even more impressive. But let's hear what games are coming up this week. All right. What really counts is when you pick them against the spread in this <laughs> yeah. specific game. So we're actually doing that week by week. For you. <laughs> That's how it counts for you. Okay. Thursday. And the house. This is, this is, yes, exactly. And the people taking <laughs> your money. This is going to be a barn burner, folks. This is for uh, complete domination of the NFC East. The New York football giants go to Philadelphia to face the Eagles. Philadelphia is a four-and-a-half-point Home favorite, uh, Rowdy. Who you got? Over under on this game is 45. 45 combined total points. That's what we're looking at. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Dom, we I'm won't go into that. that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Eagles. Okay, Philadelphia. Lay those points. That's good. Sunday, pick. one o'clock. So 45. Never mind. Just go. <laughs> Just go. I won't understand it. Just go. Are you sure? Because I can explain Yeah, no, just go. Okay. (laughs) Detroit, the Lions, go to Atlanta to play in the the other Mercedes Dome. Atlanta's a two-point favorite. They fired their coach. They fired their GM. They've got two of the top ten wide receivers. They should be much better than they are. DeAndre Swift is coming off uh, a career game. Huge game. Huge game for Detroit. It's going to be a big scoring game, according to the Vegas line of 55. Like I said, Atlanta, two-point favorite at home. Rowdy, who you got? What day of the week is this on? Sunday. (laughs) 
It's it, Sunday I, 1 o'clock. Okay, but uh, can I... In Atlanta, but which is in Georgia. Open the chi- all right, but do they open the Chick-fil-A on Sundays for that stadium? They do not open the Chick-fil-A on Sundays. Even on... Oh, that's Even, right. That's yeah, right. Especially during Rona. Yeah. Yep. I don't even know if they're letting... I don't even know if they're letting fans into the Atlanta stadium. I know they are elsewhere. Yeah. I'll still go with Atlanta. Okay. Atlanta. Okay. Sunday, 4 o'clock, Seattle Seahawks go to Arizona. Oh, that's going to be good game. That's in Phoenix, for those of you keeping track. Mm, Glendale. Are Seahawks the favorite? Seahawks are the favorite. Three and a half points. Okay, that's who I'm going to pick. Okay. Seattle. Uh, and Sunday, primetime, Tampa Bay and Tampa Tom go to Las Vegas to face the Raiders in the new black hole. Las Vegas is a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home facing those uh, NFC South-leading Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rowdy, who you got? I hate to say it, but I'm going to go with Tampa Tom. Oof. Oh, wow. Cuts to the quick. You know, it, it, it's, it's not a bad choice. I, You know, Tampa has a great run defense. They really and I don't do. know that Las Vegas can air it out. Yes, Derek Carr has had two good weeks in a row. All right, let's not spo- spoil spoiler alert. Just let me see the let me Well, okay, I'm not going to watch the game. <laughs> yes. But and let I'm me not, be surprised let me I'm be not, surprised by how I do next week. I'm not spoiling anything cuz I don't know how what the outcome is either. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's good. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start using that though uh, in my own house. If my wife's like, so I think this Saturday I'll be like, whoa, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I think what we like should do this surprised. weekend. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Spoilers. Hello. Yeah. The only thing wanna, that's certain on this podcast is our coronavirus predictions are always wrong. So we're batting a thousand on that. But right. other than that, yeah. nothing's for Which certain. Is, which is just as hard as getting everything right. Agreed. That's, it's hard to get to 16. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It's the horseshoe theory. Yeah. We're lucky in our own way. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's actually like the Superbook uh, competition that they do every year. That you the mean the Bible? Is the, who gets the most right. But you also have a second place who gets the worst score. So if you oh. lose all the games, you also get money. Wait, nice. What is this that I could enter? Yeah, you're not going to enter it. It costs $10,000 to get into <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> and unless, finally... <laughs> unless we have some sponsors who would be interested in the spectacle of of, of this fun stunt and, and maybe letting me win big with whatever this super thing, super book is. I think a f- I think just as fun a stunt would be buying ten thousand dollars worth of fireworks on the fifth of July and lighting them all off yeah. out of the back of a Dodge Ram. I mean, in my ex- honestly, in my, if it, go ahead. In my experience, people that sponsor things don't typically sponsor gambling events. <laughs> okay. They don't give you well, money to it, gamble with. If yes. they just would give us $10,000 for whatever, if we decided to go fireworks, we could do fireworks. If we decided to get a fan <laughs> boat, we could get a fan boat. <laughs> oh, well, fan boat. You could probably oh. get a you could probably get a 
fan vote for ten thousand. I don't know. Oh, oh you absolutely for sure. Florida man fan vote for ten thousand dollars. Yeah, oh, are you yeah. kidding me? Oh, for sure. I would say I would say by the end of this podcast, sir, we will have uh, a definitive answer on how much a fan boat costs. <laughs> Without a doubt. Could be. And finally, Monday, Chicago goes to Los Angeles to face the Rams, the running Rams. Los Angeles is a six-point favorite at home. Rowdy, who you got? Uh, I'm going with the Rams on this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. All now, right, so you, go ahead. you guys feel good about these picks? No. No, I don't. N- not really. <laughs> not at all. I think a this might be the, of them, the... A couple of them I think you're way off, but... Uh, I could. Yeah, I see three and two in your future again, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this could be your turning point. This could be your zero and five week. Uh, oh. Philly. Okay, Philly. Yes. Uh, Atlanta. No. Atlanta. Detroit. Yeah, Seattle. Kind of Toss What's that over under on the Seattle AZ game? Fifty six. Ooh. Yeah. Fifty six. Yeah. Tampa, I would go there. I think Arizona wins. Chicago's playing good. I don't know. We'll see how they travel. Yeah, I'd like to see some of these come off the... Uh, yeah, Rams aren't bad on that one. Um, they're not on a magic number, so I, I might yeah, go Rams plus on six. that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, so you've got Philadelphia over the Giants, minus four and a half. Atlanta over Detroit, minus two. Seattle on the road at Arizona, minus three and a half. Tampa on the road against Las Vegas, minus three and a half. You picked all favorites this week, and Rams minus six Hmm. at home against the Chicago Bears. Do you want to tease this, Rowdy? Uh, why not? All right. When you were born, your mother was ticketed for littering. I'm just teasing. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Rowdy. I really appreciate the time. Uh, the effort you've obviously put into this and how serious you take it. Thanks for playing. Haters. And we're back. Guys, we've Hmm. been actually in this episode, we've been talking a lot about Florida. Hmm. And I think it's interesting that Tampa is currently in the World Series, correct? Currently in Florida, yes. Which... Mm -hmm. They're also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are, as you said, are first in the NFC South and the home of Tampa Tom Brady. And they're going to win in Las Vegas this week. And then also the Tampa Bay Lightning hockey team won the Stanley Cup this year. Mm-hmm. So what's going on in Tampa? Tampa's you having a moment. Asking. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Tampa is no stranger to big sports moments. For example, Babe Ruth hit his longest home run. In Tampa, it was a 587-foot home run. Um, also, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers it, uh, took 25 years to return a kickoff for a touchdown. Um, so there are a lot of big, a lot of big sports moments in in Tampa. Um, but you might be thinking, with all this new publicity around Tampa, hey, I might like to go to that place. So I thought I'd open this up as someone who's been to Tampa uh, to kind of. Have a little Tampa travel guide. Answer any questions you guys might have. Mm. Highlight some of uh, the spots you might want to hit if you decide to opt for a Tampa vacation. So first off, uh, is the any first questions? Spot, yeah, is the only spot you're supposed to visit in Tampa a Hoosiers? <laughs> oh, 
Come on now. Yeah, what kind of cuisine we'll get, we'll are we get, talking We'll get here. into that. But I mean, so for a lot of people, do they have some of the, other only, some of the only things Hooters? that they may know about <laughs> Tampa for for most people are that you know things like that their number one export is phosphate or that. <laughs> Tampa is yeah. the home of the world's longest continuous sidewalk sure. uh, that's four and a half miles long. Um, but there's a lot more to Tampa than, than meets the eye. <laughs> okay, counterpoint. No, there's not. But continue. <laughs> any, any, any questions so far? How about some cuisine? What's the, what's the cuisine that, we, that Tampa is known for? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked because... A lot of people, when you think of the Cuban sandwich, you think of Cuba. But actually, Tampa was the original home of the Cuban sandwich. And so you can mm. find a lot of Cuban cuisine in the Tampa area. So there's a, a district in Tampa called Ybor City. Mm -hmm. And Ybor City uh, was a uh, hotspot for Cuban immigrants and actually at one point was the cigar capital of the world. Um, back in the 20s, they, they were rolling uh, half, a, uh, half a billion cigars Dang. in Ybor City a year. Um, it's also the home of the Columbia Restaurant, which is Florida's oldest restaurant, and it's also the world's largest Spanish restaurant, so it's sort of Spanish-Cuban cuisine. Um, it's like a whole city block, and I will say... If you're if you're in Tampa, that's one spot to hit the Columbia Restaurant in Ybor City. Which we actually, uh, when we went, we received a tour from, well, we received a tour from a man. <laughs> I was googling the restaurant because I was like, oh, I'll find that guy's name, and so I looked up like, Columbia Restaurant owner. It was a man with a mustache that looked nothing like the man who toured us around the restaurant. So basically what happened was we were eating dinner with my in-laws who live in the Tampa area, so that's why we're down there fairly often. And this tall man approached us and said, oh, you guys are, you know, looking around. It's a, you know, it's a very interesting looking restaurant. It's humongous, uh, lots of, uh, lots of interesting decor. And so he's like, would you guys like to take a tour? And so we were like, sure. So we walked around the whole restaurant and he showed us all these things. Now I... I don't know who he was. I thought he was the <laughs> owner. He took us he took us through the kitchen. He took us into like closed ballrooms and stuff and was telling us all this history and he made it sound like it was owned by his family, but I can't find him on the internet. He may have been a ghost. Could have been. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and now Wait, if you really? do <laughs> for sure. If you do go to the Columbia restaurant, and I can't promise this, but it is a hot spot for celebrities. So, for example, uh, one of the times we've been there, uh, we were waiting for a table right next to Gallagher's brother. There you go. Which Wait, yeah, Gallagher's which Gallagher? brother. This is the time. Yeah. Like you, is this the same Tampa that you saw Hulk Hogan in a speedboat? Possibly. That <laughs> possibly it's well. That, hold on. It, hold on. Possibly it's the same time, or you possibly saw Hulk Hogan. I definitely, I definitely remember possibly seeing him in Tampa as a child, <laughs> buy a McDonald's in a speedboat. Um, yeah. Now, don't just take this recommendation for Ebor City from me. Uh, 
based on TripAdvisor reviews, GoGo from Canada says, as much as people say about the history of this place and the handmade cigars, it is not a place for families. Nearly everything is adult-related activities as well as Antichrist. We couldn't spend more than 15 minutes walking around, and it was 2 p.m., so literally before this place goes live. Not recommended for families. And Donna W. from Indiana concurs and says, there was too much cigar smoking on the streets where people walked by. Ugh, stinky. Stanky. <laughs> you know, the Hooters was started in Clearwater, Florida. Clearwater, huh? Hooters was, yeah, Clearwater, just 31 minutes outside of Tampa. Oh, yeah, the whole, uh, Scientology's home base. You can go right across the bay and uh, be surveilled by the Sea Org. Um, <laughs> that is definitely a thing you could do. You can also, it's a, it's a hot spot for wildlife. We have uh, things ranging from the, the, uh, the Bush Gardens Amusement Park where you can do an up-close penguin experience, which... Wildlife. Uh, <laughs> Heather H. says... Uh, it was this, extremely... Look at this animal in a cage. It's wildlife. <laughs> well, this, this, this you can actually... You can actually touch the penguins. Heather look at H. This penguin says... penguin in Florida. It was it's extremely expensive what? for people to talk to you for 26 minutes, let you stroke the back a few times, keep telling you not to touch nothing, and talk to you like they are on National <laughs> Geographic, only National Geographic is more entertaining. It was $40 a person. There were three of us, and literally all they did was talk and talk and talk and talk. I was bored out of my mind. They said we got to interact with them, but Megan, M-A-G-E-N, the lady that worked there, cared more about us watching her pet and play with it. I will never, ever do that again worst experience ever four exclamation marks um, that the one but sentence? if that's not your cup of tea <laughs> yeah, yes that's just, yeah you can also hit the florida aquarium which neslahan b says leave animals alone so sad for all leave them free they are not for fun they have a life nature they are not toys and nobody care about them <laughs> but the highlight of the tampa wildlife scene is obviously uh -huh. for fans of uh, Netflix's Tiger, Tiger King, mm. Big Cat Rescue, oh, owned by yeah. Carol Baskin. Oh, Carol's down there? Carol's down there, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. native, huh? Florida Carol. Be aware, Seven Continent Bucket List from Alaska says, sucks, no white tiger. This place sucks with an X. <laughs> All they do is brag about having a white tiger, and when you get there, there's no white tiger. How rude! Huh. I don't know if that's actually rude. To yeah. say you have a white tiger and not have a white tiger. I wouldn't classify that as rude, but... It what would you classify? Just a lie? Just a lie. Yeah. <laughs> False it advertising. Of, it was one of my uh, family rules growing up. It was like, you know, ask to be excused. Don't lie about white tigers. <laughs> right. It was right there on the list. That, yeah. 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 Respect your Don't feed your, your husband to your white tigers. Say, say please and thank you. Make sure if you say you have a white tiger, you have a white tiger. I like the juxtaposition between the two, um, uh, two, two different uh, reviews as well. One is like, leave animals alone. And then the other one is like, there are not enough confined animals in the place I yeah. went. Particularly <laughs> rare ones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, man. You know, it takes all kinds. Tampa sounds yeah. awesome. So did you... In any of this, it, it, did you happen to look at the, the sports uh, events or anything happening uh, there? No, I actually did not. Yeah, I didn't think so. The Tropicana Field's there, the one where the baseball keeps hitting the, the, the roof, the ceiling. Oh. Yeah. 
I think that's why Tampa, side note, and then we'll get back to your uh, Tampa guide here. I think that's why Tampa has a distinct advantage in this World Series because they're used to playing in front of no crowds. So <laughs> this is like yeah. just normal for them. Wow. Yeah. There's also, I think it's an interesting melting pot. So you've got the Cuban influence. You've got... The Clearwater influence. The, yeah. the, the Scientologists. You've got the people who like to cage animals. Um, but... And obviously, you know, phosphate, the phosphate industry. Um, but it's also the uh, unofficial death metal capital of the world. What? So bands, really? yeah, bands like Obituary, Morbid Angel, Deicide, Cannibal Corpse, they're all Cannibal Corpse. based around uh, the Tampa area. Really? And so the reason is there's a, there's a recording studio called Morris Sound, which... Uh, was opened in 1981. So that's where obituary recorded. And then people were like, wow, this is amazing. So other, other death metal acts started popping up or, or even like cannibal corpse moving from New York to Tampa to be a part of that scene. So what? really, yep. Yep. Huh. So it's an interest, like I said, it's it there. There's an interesting mix there. Um, hmm. Got the sun, the surf, the death metal. Is there much surf in the bay? Like, I don't, I don't know. If it's yet. windy, there's some. You could boogie board. You got the sun, the boogie boarding, the death yeah. metal. Yeah, the skimboarding, cigars. Yeah. So have I sold you guys on this? Or Not enough. Are you guys no. ready to sign up for I, a trip? Nope. What's the what's 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 the uh, what's the weather like in Tampa? Is it like the rest of Florida? It, well, Terrible? okay. So I'm glad you asked because it's. <laughs> it, it, I'm not sure. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> interestingly enough, the temperature in Tampa has never hit 100 degrees. Huh. Yet. But for at least four months of the year, the humidity is right around 100. Mm. percent So. Even though, I will, uh, I'll give you a quote here from, from someone who lives in Tampa. Were it not for the technology, it would be an utterly unlivable hellscape of bug infestation, humidity, humidity sufficient to swim through the air, and temperatures <laughs> in excess of tolerance of mere mortal human beings. For eight months of the year, the weather is good, but its four ugly months are, but for utilities and air conditioning, far more deadly to human life than the coldest winters in Ohio. One can slip on more clothing and build a fire up north. You cannot remove more than 100% of your clothing here. So, hmm. so not great. It's also, so uh, who, air, con so air really conditioning was invented by a Tampa native, if that oh, tells yeah. you anything. Yeah, yeah. Who, who really is the caged animal at this point? The Tampa native who has to sit in, their, uh, sit in their house for eight months out of the year because they say it's miserable? Or that white tiger that allegedly is a big cat rescue? Can you allegedly. imagine how much those tigers with all their fur that originally are running around like the Siberian taiga are like just hating their lives being in Carol Baskin's tiger prison in Tampa, Florida yeah. in 100% how do you think, humidity? How do you think the penguins feel? Well, good point. <laughs> what do you call a native from Tampa? A tamponian? I think it's a tampon. Mm. Speaking of Tampa, you guys want to talk Space Jam 2? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, we've, we've, we've had our theories about mm -hmm. Space Jam, right? Um, but the 
synopsis, plot synopsis of Space Jam 2 recently linked. Or linked? Leaked. Leaked. There it is. Oh, man. My brain is linking out of my ears right now. A link leaked. Um, during a... So, so here's what we're working with. During a trip to the Warner Brothers studio, NBA superstar LeBron James and his son accidentally get trapped within a world that contains all of Warner Brothers' stories and characters under the control of a malfunctioning, all-powerful force named Al G., who is played by Don Cheadle. With the help of Bugs Bunny, LeBron must navigate through a never-before-imagined world filled with iconic movie scenes and characters as they resemble, or, uh, sorry, as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his lost son. Now, to get back home, LeBron and the Tunes have to unravel Al G's mysterious plan and win an epic basketball game against digital, gamified superversions of the NBA and WNBA's biggest stars as the entire world watches. So it's basically the Lego movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Which is also owned by Warner Brothers. So they kind of got a oh. one note thing going here, huh? Right. So you can expect. So there's been some footage that has leaked. Of uh, we know that the Wicked with Wicked Witch of the West is going to be in it. Okay. We know that. Wait, I thought that was mask, MGM. Which. Well. Maybe they own it now. Yeah. Because remember on the second lion's now. roar is when you start the dark side of the moon. That's right. That's right. That is true. Um, wow, so, bud. You're really outing yourself right now. Hey, man. If you haven't done it, do it. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got... Uh, so we've got the Wicked Witch. We've got the Mask, who may be played by Jim Carrey. It looks like he, Jim Carrey as the Mask may be the ref for the basketball game, which I would say... That's a, then. That, that's a big <laughs> that's win right there. Um, you've got, we, there's also the Joker, um, which it's, looks no. like it's clo- maybe Ledger. the Jared Leto version, no. so not great. Uh, also, Pennywise the Clown, because Warner Brothers owns it. Oh, um, that's kind of scary for kids. But movie. some other franchises that they own, um, they, they have Blade Runner. They have Dennis the Menace. Oh, uh, so we might have a, 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 a digitally uh, reincarnated Walter Matthau. I was just going to say uh, Walter Matthau and, uh, yeah. We've got Dirty Harry. Um, got Gremlins. Ooh. The Hangover series. Harry Potter. What? Oh, Mike Tyson's going to be in movies. Space Jam? Are, wait, hold on. These are all in here? This is like... Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm not saying they're in here. I'm saying these are properties Warner Brothers owns. Possibilities. So, yes. So they could have... So we might see Lord of the Rings characters or the Matrix characters or... um, The Matrix? Mad Max. So Police Academy, Osmosis Jones, NeverEnding Story, Willy Wonka. I mean... Jeez, what a catalog. The possibilities are endless. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see. And that's not even mentioning their television franchises, which may also be included, because then you've got things like ALF. What? Um, yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It checks I, out. ALF, The Mask, and The Looney Tunes with LeBron James. You get them in a movie together with the stars of Dallas, and you got yourself a hit movie. Oh, you got JR in there? <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Oh. Who shot Jr. It was Bugs Bunny, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Yosemite Sam. Who knows, man? Huh. Well, I mean, how long would mm. it possibly take to shoot this movie? Like, 
three days and then it's going to take a year and a half to edit all these clips together i was going to say yeah it's it's yeah. probably they probably spent yeah a few days on the green screen to get all of uh lebron's reactions and then yeah the rest is all going to be just completely animated i i gotta say this uh i i watched the space jam movie for the first time when we did yeah, our very good re- movie. real sports surprisingly yeah. good mm-hmm. so i have a different take it was trash <laughs> um, i can't imagine adding more layers of confusion on yeah. top of that interdimensional play yeah I, like, I think i think that the original space jam's strength was its focus and <laughs> right yeah I, it's I actually like the, it's it's you're original right, its strength was its its pro labor pro union. true. Um, yeah. Messaging, I would say there that. was a lot to it. Yeah. And I've heard I haven't heard it you was... mention Larry Bird or Bill Murray or anybody from the or Jordan from the original Space Jam. Right. That's the other big question. We don't know about Bill Murray. Well, I can't wait for this to premiere in 2024 when they're done editing. Oh yeah. That's it. We did it. We did sports. Episode 162. As always, I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey. Sorry, Mike. Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner, Brandon Casburn, Food Editor, Dennis Chu, and the Honorary Ball Boy this week is... We got another homer pick, fellas. I'm picking Mac Jones, quarterback for the Crimson Tide, who's on a three-game tear, the best three-game streak uh, by a quarterback in the University of Alabama football history. He is 72 for 91 with 1,269 yards, 10 touchdowns, and two interceptions. Holy cow, that's Im- unbelievable. He's on a tear. Yeah. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sportsportsportspod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it?